Welcome to Sixers and Six, America's favorite six-minute Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Miggy DeLeon, and joining with me as always is one Chris Hipple. Say hi. We are back. Hey, Miggy. We are back. Sorry for uh, not potting for a while. The holidays got us uh, a little off schedule, but we're back. And we are here to talk about the state of the Sixers. Lots of games have happened since the uh, end of the preseason. Uh, win over the Wiz Kids, win over the Knickerbockers, loss to the Cavs. Uh, that was a really bad loss. We're not going to talk about that. But most recently, we have a win over the Toronto Raptors. Uh, 193, obviously Joel Embiid doing Joel Embiid things. And a game where, honestly, I'm not exactly sure how we won. Looked really sloppy. We were down most of the game, living at the line. And uh, at the end of the day, we pulled it out with a really strong fourth quarter. And, um, you know, Chris, even though it's a win, I just don't feel great about this win. You know, again, like I said, we just didn't look great. A little off kilter. Just seemed like a really clunky basketball a lot of the time. And I really think... Sixers basketball, baby. <laughs> and I really think a lot of it has to do with one Benji Simmons. Chris, what did you see from Ben Simmons? From Ben Simmons, um, I think we are seeing exactly the same Ben that we kind of signed up for four years ago. <laughs> yeah, At some point, it was all like the whole thing about Ben has always been not the practical. It's been the theoretical. It's been what he can be and what we think he can be. You know, when I think about like this team, big picture, four games in, the big thing was, right, we swapped uh, Seth Curry and Danny Green for Al Horford and Josh Richardson. And I think the reality is that that was only ever going to help us only like marginally, right? The ultimate trajectory of this team can't always comes down to Ben and Joel and who they, who they can be, especially offensively. Uh, and I think as far as I've seen from four games out of Ben offensively, I don't see progression. Are we on the same page there? Yeah, I mean, it's just the whole drive to the hoop, mm-hmm. midair, turn around 180, and pass to an open guy, which honestly has been effective his whole career. I mean, he had the most assists for three-pointers you know, in the league last year, I think. And uh, it's just not – he's just – he just doesn't take control of the offense, particularly in the half court, and it's just really frustrating. But you know who's really good at basketball and who can control the game on both ends is fucking Joel, Joel Embiid. Yeah. God damn. I mean, we had two wins and then one loss and then another win. Lo and behold, who was not playing in that loss to the Cavs? Joel Embiid, and we got blown out. It starts and ends with Joel Embiid, and he's so goddamn good. What do you think? Yeah, same as it ever was with Joel. Uh, you know, we're good when he's good. The guy is on an actual MVP tear right now. We're averaging 28 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block per game. Um, it's very apparent that the offense is built right now to run through him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the results are that we are 3-0 and when he plays. You know, it's interesting that you say, like uh... – it's always been and has always been about Joel Embiid, but obviously we made a whole bunch of moves in this offseason, right? We have a new general manager. We got rid of Horford, got rid of Richardson. 
Which begs the question. Which have always been about. Sorry to cut you off there. I know you were you were transitioning to something, but all <laughs> of those moves. You know, we mentioned it in a previous pod. All of it was designed to make Joel Embiid happy, and I think we're getting happy Joel. And, and these are the results. And you know, it was a sound decision. Well, I mean, but it begs the question, right? Are we better? Which makes me want to bring up. Mm-hmm. An oldie but a goodie segment called Take That for Data. Yeah. Chris, we uh, talked a little bit before the pod, and from what I understand, you have some uh, some good stuff for us. What do you got? Well, just um, in terms of shooting, make or miss league, the Sixers are shooting 30.7% from three this season, which is good enough for 28th best in the NBA. <laughs> Funny okay. considering that the one offseason objective was to acquire shooters. Now, last season, Sixers, wh- where would you guess we fell in the NBA? Middle of the pack, maybe Top 17? 10. Number nine best three-point shooting team in the league, 37% last year. Um, really? I think you can take that a couple different ways. One is that there is TOS in the water in <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, building in Camden and the Wells Fargo Center, and we just take good shooters and make them bad. Or we're actually better than we have been so far because our shooters are just missing open shots. Chris, we're at the Shake Milton Minute. You got anything for us? Let's go. Number one, our home record is unassailable. Do you know Mm. how many games the Mm. Sixers have lost Mm. in Philadelphia in 2020? Zero. The answer is zero. <laughs> We've not lost in the Wells Fargo Center in 2020. Uh, a couple other things. Quick, Dwight Howard is the best backup center Embiid has ever had, um, and he cost 10% of Horford's yearly salary. Matisse continues to look lost in the sauce. Shake is kind of coming back down to earth. Ferk hurt his dick in the previous game. Um, I hope he's okay. 